Hello and welcome. This is Diane Lake, your host, and I'm going to be sharing how you can understand and apply the prophetic through practical terms, practical ways, and practical means that make it relevant to everyday life so that you can prepare the way for the Lord's purposes to manifest in the earth. This is Preparing the Way, That Practical Prophetic. Hi guys, welcome to episode two, titled Life in the Spirit. In today's episode, I just want to walk you through some of the steps as I started my journey of life in the Spirit. Because I want the prophetic and hearing God to feel accessible to you, because it is. Now remember in my testimony, which I shared in episode one, and you can go back and catch that if you missed it, I began hanging out with a woman named Karen because I was just so fascinated by the fact that she seemed to know and understand God at a level that I had never encountered before. And the Lord was so gracious. He allowed me to mentor with her for a number of years. But you know, if you don't have someone like that available where you live, you can be mentored virtually. So that's what I hope we're going to have happen today as we begin this journey. And we'll see where the Lord takes us because honestly, I don't bring you anything except for what the Lord directs me to give. So in other words, I don't have a podcast episode until the Lord shows me what it is I'm supposed to talk about. That's just how I operate. I don't know if that's the way everybody does it, but so um, so let's start out by just talking about a few basic principles. Uh, number one, there is always going to be a human element to the prophetic and prophecy we're talking about, which is why it gets sticky sometimes. Because we're human, God's thoughts and his ways are higher than ours. We can get it wrong sometimes. Now that could be the hearing end of it, which is what we're going to focus on more today, Or um, at some point, I'm sure we're going to get into some of the application, interpretation, that kind of thing, which can be sticky as well. So it's interesting that I want to simplify the prophetic, but that the prophetic can be complicated. It's kind of like two sides of a coin, I guess you could say. But I want to simplify the complicated part. (laughs) Get my drift. Um, So the voice of God, it can, of course, be viewed as experiential, and therefore it inherently includes at least some potential for human error. And because of that, we want to be aware of some principles that can keep us on track. Now, I basically touched on in episode one that there are three primary voices you can hear. This could be uh, the, the voice, that still small voice you hear, like a thought. It could be the the voice that's behind your dreams, that kind of thing. So obviously the number one and primary voice that we want to hear is the voice of God. God's voice is made known to us by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 11 and 12 say, For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except by the spirit of God. So um, that also can bring us to the second place we hear from, a second potential place we could hear, our thoughts, our dreams, that kind of thing from, is the voice or spirit of man. Again, you could look back to 1 Corinthians 2, 11 and 12. This voice involves our soul, the things of the mind, the will, and the emotion, and it springs from the things that we have known, experienced, or even been taught. In Matthew 16, 17, Jesus pointed out that Peter knew him as the Christ, not from his spirit of man, but he had some sort of like supernatural knowledge. 
that was a revelation from God. Uh, the third place, the third voice that we might hear is a demonic voice. And in John 10, Jesus calls that voice the voice of the thief who comes to kill and steal and destroy. But the sheep, Jesus had said, remember, will not follow the thief, but they will hear his voice, the shepherd's voice. So that's comforting. So that doesn't mean there's not other voices out there, I'm saying. But we can learn as we grow to distinguish the source. So for me, life in the spirit is an adventure. Like, I just really never know what's coming next. Uh, I pray daily, Lord, give me the material for the next article, for the next podcast, for the next social media post, for the next thing that I have on my agenda to do as far as what I am going to be doing for ministry. I daily ask. It's like a very dependent relationship. Sometimes I joke that it's a codependent relationship, which typically is negative, right? But I depend on him to give me the stuff he wants me to share, and he depends on me to be obedient. It's really a cool thing. This is something that you can establish through covenant uh, and relationship. So um, this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but I really feel led to, to share a story uh, that just happened in daily life between my husband and I lately. Because the life of the Spirit isn't necessarily about hearing God's voice. It's just knowing that He's nearer than you think, realer than you think, cares more about you than you think. He just wants to be in your stuff, like every day, okay? This is like life in the Spirit. So my husband and I, over the years, have built custom homes, uh, established a rental business, that kind of thing. So just recently, we uh, had a house come up for rent that was very, very dated and in poor condition. And so we made a decision that the timing was right. We were going to go in and give it a facelift. Okay, so we're, we're actually still doing this project. It's not quite finished. I wear a lot of hats sometimes. but <laughs> Anyway, so in this project, um, I do the design, you know, pick the paint color, the flooring. We're going to give the um, kitchen a cosmetic facelift. Um, and he does the actual work. And so one day I stopped by, I had to be in town for some other reason, <clears throat> excuse me, and so I expected to just kind of, you know, touch base, oh wow, looks so great, we had this tile up in the kitchen and everything was great, but he was not in a very good mood. He was like under the sink, his feet sticking out, and he's really frustrated. I mean, I don't see him this way very often, and I'm like, okay, what's the problem? He's like, well, I can't seem to get this new sink reconnected. Um, I can't find some parts. It's like there's something missing. I've been trying to do this for hours, and I'm just fed up. And so he doesn't know this, but under my breath, I just said, Lord, give him the breakthrough he needs. Help him find the parts that whatever it is that he needs to do here. I mean, like, it was not a very informed prayer, right? I mean, like, I don't know what he needs. Just like that thing, you know, like help him find that thing, right? And I swear to you, not five seconds went by and my husband says, oh my gosh, where did these parts come from? These two parts on the floor, they were not here a minute ago. They're exactly what I need. He's all excited. And I said, well, I prayed. I prayed about it, that you would find exactly what you needed so that you could finish the project. And, you know, in our minds, maybe that's not a very big story. Like for me, for a second, I'm like, okay, well, probably those parts were on the floor and you just didn't see them, right? Isn't that what your mind is going to tell you? 
But I'll tell you what, that made such an impression on him. This was only like last week. He was telling our kids about it on FaceTime because they don't live here. And I mean, he gets the biggest, like, uh, just like big, bold eyes. And, and, you know, it really impacted him because God just touched down in our everyday life. And it's like, I'm here. I'm in your stuff. I know you need some help. And you know, he doesn't care. He doesn't like separate. Oh, well, plumbing and doing a remodel is, uh, what would you say? It's like earthly stuff and doesn't matter. Uh, he only cares about ministry and, and the spiritual stuff. It's like, it's not like that. It's everything when you are walking in the spirit, everything becomes spiritual. Not that you don't have practical, natural aspects to daily life, but God wants to be involved in all of it. So I hope that's just kind of a fun story. Um, so what I'm trying to convey is that getting somewhere is not the point. Life in the spirit is about the journey because you might have a lofty goal. Maybe you have some awesome prophetic words that have been given to you and that's where you want to end up. And that's not anything, um, that's negative. That's a very good thing to have a goal in mind, but life in the spirit is day by day, day by day day by day, day by day. And then you look back at some point and you go, wow, I am a different person, aren't I? Because, you know, whatever it is that you want to do in life, I mean, let's say you have a lofty goal, you want to transform nations. Okay, but God has to transform your life before you can transform nations. Oh my gosh, my cat is meowing in the window. Okay, try to ignore that. Okay, so spirit baptism is so important. As you start your journey, I remember I told you last time, if you don't have the baptism of the Spirit, you need it. Now, Jesus told the, the perplexed and very sad disciples in John 16 that he would not remain with them much longer, but he explained that he was going to give them the Holy Spirit, the helper that they had not yet seen. Once he was risen, he told them to wait for them and give them, he would give them the promised Holy Spirit. Now, we know that that happened in Acts chapter 2. You can read about the day of Pentecost. Now, I want to just talk a little bit about if you have thought that the only baptism of the Spirit you get, you receive at salvation, uh, is, is the only baptism, then you're missing something. Uh, not that it can't happen at the same time, but we all get a measure of the Spirit when we uh, say a salvation prayer, when we receive that new Spirit, the born-again Spirit, you could say. But if you haven't also received the outpouring or the baptism, that's the part you want to get because um, it's going to just uh, give you another dimension, power. You need to know that dunamis power. Um, you want to know things about um, like the spiritual realm. Like it just opens your eyes and your ears so you can see more, hear more, know more, even of course in the Word of God, which is our anchor. We never want to lose the fact that the Word of God grounds us. Otherwise, if you're just relying on the prophetic voices um, to, to even steer you in your daily life, you've got enough course. You have to stay grounded in the Word. So let's just uh, refresh ourselves a little bit about some of the reinforcement that Acts gives us about this separate baptism. Uh, Paul in Acts chapter 9, remember Ananias, Ananias laid hands on him. Paul received his sight and was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
He then spent a three-year period, this is very interesting, where he was he was witnessing, you can see that in scripture, but he was uh, kind of tucked away getting ready for his true commission and calling to be uh, a voice to the Gentiles, to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. I tend to think that he was in that three-year period in a school of the Holy Spirit. He was learning to walk day by day by day by day in the life of spirit so that he could impact nations okay so this is why we want to reinforce with scripture what i'm saying um, peter in uh, acts chapter 10 saw the outpouring of the spirit on the gentiles and they began to speak in tongues you can find that in verse 44 i believe and in acts 19 there's a very important passage you can read that for yourself 19 2 to 6 but basically paul comes across a group of people who they've never heard about the holy spirit baptism and he established with them that yes they were saved just i'm paraphrasing it you can go read it they had received the baptism of john john the baptist of repentance they were saved they were going to heaven but they did not have the baptism of the spirit and once that came upon them they began to prophesy and to speak in tongues so that's pretty awesome so don't just discount this as something that oh it's for just an acts because what's true for them was true for us and that power is real because i knew what it was like before i had it and before that it was just difficult and you need it because that's the power of the spirit that's going to help transform your life too so you can get where you want to go so the things that the Holy Spirit baptism does, I talked about it a little bit briefly. It opens another dimension of our ability to hear God's voice. Um, it brings another richness to your spiritual level, level of relationship with the Lord. Uh, it will be like the Holy Spirit helps you just understand Scripture a lot better. And again, as I said, it opens up a new world, like your, your dreams become richer. Like the Lord began to speak to me through dreams, which before that he had not. So it's pretty amazing. Um, now speaking in tongues is a part of this life in the spirit after you're baptized as well. Some people feel that you have to speak in tongues as evidence of baptism in the spirit. That's not how I feel. And I do feel that it's available for everyone who's baptized in the Spirit, not just a few. That doesn't mean that you'll necessarily speak in tongues at the point of your Holy Spirit baptism. It can take a little while. And I think that's because our minds sometimes get in the way, especially if you've been taught like I was, that Spirit baptism and speaking in tongues was error and something to be feared and to stay away from. So it could take you a little bit. So I'm going to say... It took me about three weeks before I could speak in tongues, and I had to I had to work it a little bit. Like, don't don't be embarrassed to just like open your mouth and try to to get something out, um, even if you just like are laughing at yourself. Of course, don't do this when someone's around. But um, I kind of did that, and I, I believe it or not, I could kind of hear in my mind the the praying in tongues before I could get it out. So um, I'm going to also, at the end, if, if you uh, go to our website, you'll, you can look up any articles that we've done in the past. We have a lot of them, 120 plus. And there's an article called Praying in the Spirit. And I'm going to mention that at the end um, in the CPN show notes. But in, in any case, if you want more information, go there and uh, type it in the search bar. Um, spiritual gifts, the manifestation gifts, now I'm talking about, listed in 1 Corinthians 12. 
um, they are not available unless you're baptized in the Spirit. So that's an expression of the activity of the Holy Spirit for the purpose of ministering to others. They're realized after the Spirit the baptism, and it's best to develop these in an environment where there's a nurturing atmosphere that allows for instruction, activation, and encouragement for maturity. But I just want you to know that that's available as well. There are other spiritual gifts, the motivational gifts, which we're kind of hardwired into. That's in Romans 12. And Ephesians 4 has the fivefold and equipping gifts listed. But, you know, for the purposes of what we're talking about today, those manifestation gifts are available once you're spirit baptized. All right, let's get back to a little bit more of the practical things. Things that I do, because remember, I wanted to get to know this God that my mentor Karen knew. So here are some things that I started to do. I kept a notebook every day. I call it a journal. And in that, I would record dreams I had, whatever I thought the Lord might be speaking to me. Um, I would record the scripture that I read that day. And maybe just if I felt like that particular verse spoke to me, I would make some note about that. Um, so I think it's really important to do that. Just... It doesn't have to be anything very long, just whatever works for you. Um, so I just, I just mentioned recording dreams. So another thing that I do and that I started to do is to keep a notebook and a pen by my bed. And I just use my phone for a flashlight if I need one, if I can't see. That way I'm not disturbing my husband. But um, I began to get a lot of things at night and I wanted to write it down. And honestly, I love hearing the Lord at night because what happens is it kind of bypasses my mind. Like, it's not the only way I hear him at night. But if I hear him in the day, sometimes my mind or just distractions, things, I'm, I'm maybe not operating at as high as a level as if I'm asleep or partly asleep. Like if I'm half awake, half asleep, I feel like my spirit is more awake right then and my mind is quieter, if you get what I mean. So I would encourage you to do that. And before you go to bed, pray for dreams, pray for visions, pray for the Lord to visit you in the, the night and to speak to you. I do it every night, every single night. All right, so you need to have a daily quiet time. And you could do this anytime. Some people say, oh, well, it has to be in the morning. Well, if it doesn't work with your schedule to do it in the morning, don't worry about it. But just make sure that you're spending some quality time with the Lord. You're reading scripture. Now, if you're the kind that wants to read through the Bible in the year, that's fine. But I find it's usually better to focus on two or three verses. And that way the Lord can highlight something for you. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a long passage at all. And then you just want to get used to practicing being in his presence where there's no distractions. You know, put your phone down. Don't worry about social media and just listen. Just kind of close your eyes. Um, I've heard of people that put a blanket over their heads so that they're not distracted uh, and just focus on what he might want to say to you or is there something that's rising up to the surface you know don't worry if you can't hear him right away but you know even something simple like I was just talking to one of my kids the other day and they need to make a major life decision and they just don't feel confident that they're sure what they should do and of course we're praying for them and they're praying and everything and I explained to them that one time my mentor gave me a very simple tool I'm going to pass it on so let's say you have to make a decision and because um, I feel like my spirit knows some things that my mind doesn't so I'll like hold out my hands 
like the palms are up. And I'll have a yes on one side and a no on the other. And then I'll just ask the Lord, like, give me a picture in my mind. Is it a yes or is it a no that kind of raises up to the surface a little more, uh, like it's a little bit more heavy. Like I, I kind of think of it like a scale. And especially when you're learning to hear the Lord's voice, that might be helpful to someone that's listening right now. Is just see if something rises up in the spirit. Should I do this? Should I not do this? Okay, do you see what I'm saying? It's not complicated. You just have to start. So I don't want to go on too long with this. I want you to just walk away with some basic principles. So um, we're going to pray at the end for a couple of things. But before I do that, I just want to point out that James 4.8 tells us that if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. And in Jeremiah 29, it says that if we seek him with a whole heart, we will find him. Okay, so um, keep in mind your asking and your seeking and your drawing near are like um, nothing in the in the spiritual realm happens in a vacuum. It's like if you draw near, God draws near. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like there's this kind of connectivity. So you want to be the one who's always asking, seeking, knocking. So let's just read that passage, particularly out of Acts 11, verses 9 to 13, because I love what it says at the end. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? If he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? This verse 13 is important. If you then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Wow, I just got like a witness on that. Because what I want to do is pray for you. Maybe you don't have someone who can lay a hand on you and pray that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to do that virtually. I'm going to do that through this podcast. I'm going to pray to receive the Holy Spirit baptism, gift of tongues, and a release of dreams and visions. And if you don't want all three, just put your hand, just raise your hand where you want to be plugged into this prayer, okay? Lord Jesus, we come to you humbly. We come to you reverently. We come to you in awe that you are a God who wants us to reach out, who wants us to ask for that most precious gift of the Holy Spirit, the helper, the comforter, the one who helps us hear your voice more clearly. Father, everyone who's listening, who needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Father, by virtual internet and technology, we lay hands and we say, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit now in Jesus' name. Receive the gifts of speaking in tongues in Jesus' name. Receive the release of dreams and of visions of hearing the voice of the Lord more clearly and being able to discern whether those voices are your voice, man's voice, or even demonic. We pray these things in Jesus' name and receive them because of your goodness and your mercy and your faithfulness to us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. Thanks for being with me. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. 
If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your positive review helps the show reach more people with our message. And please visit our website at www.starfireministries.org where you can donate, read our latest articles, and keep up to date with us on all of our social media sites. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.